and welcome to another episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. I am your host, Teresa Marks, a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth in the U.S. I am joined today by my colleague, Caroline Mackay, also a Senior Wealth Strategist at CIBC Private Wealth. In today's episode, Caroline and I will discuss cognitive decline, in particular, looking at things you may want to consider and how to prepare for cognitive decline in you or in a loved one. This is part two in our three-part series focusing on aging wisely. Okay, let's get started. So we often hear about our aging population, and I think part of that you know, kind of concern or why we hear so much about it is really the cognitive decline and people being worried about cognitive decline in, either in themselves or in their loved ones. So what are some things people should be thinking about as they, as they try to either prepare or kind of deal with a cognition issue? So I think the first starting point we want to think about is thinking about competence versus capacity, because those are two general principles that go into talking about, you know, thinking about cognitive decline um, and whether somebody has the ability to make the right type of decisions. So competence is generally a, a legal principle or a legal adjudication uh, where a court has decided whether or not somebody has mental competency to make decisions for themselves. So think about like a guardianship or a conservatorship okay. where, where the court has stated that that person lacks the, the capacity to make mm-hmm. decisions on their own behalf. On the other hand, capacity uh, comes in various forms, and it's really this idea of being able to make decisions uh, depending on what we're trying to execute or event we're trying to do. So if you think about there's testamentary capacity, which is the ability, does somebody have uh, the level of decision-making needed to be able to make decisions about their estate plans? There's donative capacity, which is talking about does that person have the right decision-making to be able to make irrevocable gifts mm-hmm. either to a charity mm-hmm. or to a loved one. There's healthcare decision capacity. Do they know enough? Can they take in the information to be able to make healthcare decisions for themselves? And then there's also um, financial capacity, and that's generally more looking more broadly at making a variety of financial decisions. And so just because somebody lacks capacity to do one thing doesn't necessarily mean right. they lack capacity to make other decisions. Whereas, again, with competency, that would require a a legal assessment at the court level that a person does not have the ability to make decisions on behalf of themselves. So as people are aging and we do worry about cognitive decline, we do need to take a look at uh, the person as a whole and the decisions that they're being asked to make to determine whether or not they have the capacity to make the type Mm -hmm. of decisions we're asking them to. And if we have serious concerns that they do lack, a lot of the capacities to do what we're talking about, do we get to a position where we think that there's a full lack of competency mm-hmm. and we need to go further uh, with a legal proceeding? So I, you know, I think that this really shows the, the importance of family members, advisors, really paying attention to what's going on with the, with, with the client and kind of paying attention to some of those possible issues. Maybe they're trying to do a new will and revocable trust, but they don't know they can't identify their errors. So that's kind of a flag we, we would right. look for. So so as as those people, whether you're an advisor or a family member, what should you be thinking about? What should you be watching for? This is such a challenging area, right? Because when we age, we do don't we don't make decisions always the way we used to. And yeah. we can become forgetful. Um, but forgetting things is not the same as lacking capacity, right? So we are going to look for behavioral changes, mm-hmm. potentially. Um, maybe somebody who has spent their life saving money and being very frugal all of a sudden starts 
spending a ton of money and not knowing exactly where that money is going, right? right? Or they decide all of a sudden to make consequential serious changes to their estate planning document. Mm -hmm. So now they're trying to remove a beneficiary that they have never indicated ever they had ever any problems with Mm -hmm. or there were any, any issues. Uh, we look for new relationships that might be performing. You know, has somebody else come into the to mm-hmm. the relationship and has become very close uh, with the individual, and maybe that's a new relationship. Could there be some undue influence, things along that? And then certainly thinking about um, clients generally. You know, what have they always been strong at? And all of a sudden, for example, if we had a client who was an accountant, let's say, and they always prepared their tax returns uh, besides their clients' tax returns, and then you find out that they haven't filed their tax returns in a few years. Those are the type of things where it's a change of pattern of behavior Mm -hmm. um, that's really different than what the individual was before that would raise some some concerns. And that's why, you know, advisors like us and family members, you know, it is important to be talking and checking Mm -hmm. in and, and, and having these conversations early on so that as relationships grow and as things change, there are those the red flags become more apparent. Yeah. So really being aware and then digging in and kind of saying, oh, maybe there really isn't a relationship. Maybe something, you know, exactly. there might be a reason other than cognitive decline, but truly trying to be aware and thoughtful about it, I think makes can make a really big right, difference. Right, exactly. When you see red flags, we wanna we wanna dig in, we wanna ask yeah. some questions. It doesn't necessarily mean that somebody lacks capacity or lacks competence. Uh, you know, we're all adults and allowed to make decisions, um, but but those are the th- type of things we'd be looking for. Yeah. So what what can people do before something happens? Like what you know, how do we plan for an impairment? What what kind of documents should be in place? What should we be thinking about before there might be cognitive right. decline? I think this is so important, right? Because we we want to put a plan that not only makes us feel comfortable, but also puts in our family and the those who love us in a position to really be able to help us and get the information that they need Mm -hmm. to be able to make sure that they're protecting our best interests as well. One uh, aspect would be a revocable trust document. Again, that's a a document where you can retitle your assets while you're still alive. Mm -hmm. um, And it can pass those assets on to your beneficiaries when you die, but while you're alive and maybe become unable to make certain financial decisions for yourself or are medically unable to make those Mm -hmm. decisions for yourself, the trustee has typically the authority to then help uh, distribute assets on your behalf uh, to care for you Mm -hmm. and and to be able to manage and administrate that. And that's a really seamless process when you already own those assets in a revocable trust uh, because it doesn't require a court to necessarily come in and adjudicate anything about competency. And typically in those documents, there will be provisions about you know, needing certifications from physicians so that you're protected and someone's not just going to come in and right. say you lack capacity, that there has to be some sort of medical authorization that somebody has who knows you has indicated that, you know, they do believe that, you know, you've lost some capabilities or functionality. Mm-hmm. And so what about, so, the, the, you know, maybe you didn't get a chance to get all of your assets yeah. into your revocable trust right. during your life. You know, what is there, like, maybe like a durable power of attorney? Yeah. So with the Rev Trust, you know, as part of a sort of a core state planning package, we would also look to have uh, a, a durable power of attorney, which allows somebody to make financial decisions on your behalf and potentially even do some estate planning on your behalf mm-hmm. if that's the right thing to do. But as you said, not everybody will have titled assets into the name of the revocable trust or may not have a revocable trust. Mm -hmm. So that would give somebody the ability to help access your finances to help support you if you were determined to be incapable or unable to make those decisions for yourself. 
And then on top of that, there's the healthcare proxy, which is sort of the, the counter side to the financial, which is appointing somebody to help make medical decisions and to speak to your doctor and to understand the diagnosis or, you know, the rehabilitation or whatever is going to go into your medical care. Um, and, and you've elected somebody to help make those decisions on your behalf. And what's really important is that all of these people who you've selected as part of an estate plan, hopefully, to make these decisions have access to your medical records right. and documents. Mm -hmm. And that's where a HIPAA authorization is really a critical document so that these individuals can approach your doctor um, and under Privacy Protection Acts, you know, have the right to access it and understand it to make the right decisions okay. for you. So having all of, all of those in place really can help not only the individual, but the individual's family kind of, kind of seamlessly move into right. maybe a new phase of life. And the goal is really to have those documents in place because it's legally a lot harder. It creates a lot more issues when we wait for somebody to be on the verge of lacking capacity mm -hmm. or who have already lacked capacity to be able to then make these decisions. And then typically you are going to court and yeah. that becomes more burdensome, more costly. Yeah. So really anyone that's concerned either about themselves or one of the loved ones that's really thinking about planning ahead and then really watching for red flags and digging into the circumstances to figure out how do we help somebody move forward and, and deal with that cognitive decline in a really effective and thoughtful way. Exactly. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Wealth Planning Illuminated. We hope you found this topic interesting and that you will continue to explore the variety of wealth planning topics available to you on this channel. Thank you and have a great day. CIBC Private Wealth Management includes CIBC National Trust Company, CIBC Delaware Trust Company, CIBC Private Wealth Advisors Incorporated, all of which are wholly owned subsidiaries of CIBC Private Wealth Group LLC and the Private Banking Division of CIBC Bank USA. All of these entities are wholly owned subsidiaries of Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. This document is intended for informational purposes only and the material presented should not be construed as an offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Concepts expressed are current as of the date of this publication only may change without notice. Such concepts are the opinions of our investment professionals, many of whom are chartered financial analyst charter holders or certified financial planner professionals. Certified Financial Planner Board of Standards Incorporated owns the certification marks CFP and Certified Financial Planner in the U.S. There is no guarantee that these views will come to pass. Past performance does not guarantee future comparable results. The tax information contained herein is general and for informational purposes only. CIBC Private Wealth Management does not provide legal or tax advice, and the information contained herein should only be used in consultation with your legal, accounting, and tax advisors. To the extent that information contained herein is derived from third-party sources, although we believe the sources to be reliable, we cannot guarantee their accuracy. The CIBC logo is a registered trademark of CIBC used under license. Investment products are not FDIC insured, may lose value, and are not bank guaranteed. 